Hey, 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 Leah Pika here. Today, it's just you and me, and we're going to help you learn three ways to smash your fears with public speaking while presenting data from home. You're listening to the Present Beyond Measure Show, episode 55. Welcome to the Present Beyond Measure Show, a podcast at the intersection of analytics, data visualization, and presentation awesomeness. You'll learn the best tips, tools, and techniques for creating analytics, visualizations, and presentations that inspire data-driven decisions and move you forward. If you're ready to get your insights understood and acted upon, you're in the right place. And now your host, Leah Pika. Hey guys, welcome to the 55th episode of the Present Beyond Measure Show, the only podcast at the intersection of presentation, data visualization, and analytics storytelling. This is the place to be if you're ready to make maximum impact and create credibility through thoughtfully presented insights. And today you are here because either you just can't wait to hear what quote I'm going to drop at the end of this or you're ready to supercharge the impact you're creating when presenting your ideas and insights. Or maybe it's a little of both. So, I've been a little quiet the last few months because, well, um, hmm, something kind of crazy is happening out there. (laughs) Especially with regards to how we are being forced to work. You know, in addition to adapting to weathering a super rocky economy and bartering banana bread for toilet paper, I've been really hard at work trying to figure out how I can best serve you during this extraordinary moment in human history. So today, it's just you and me with some content that I've extracted from my flagship online course, which is open for enrollment until tomorrow, Wednesday because I thought it might help with the current situation. Now, some of this is actually based on a webinar I released a few weeks ago, uh, all about how to create impact from anywhere, giving a killer presentation from any location, because we're all being forced to work in a very different environment now. And I was so happy to release this webinar because A lot of these practices I developed through my own work from home and present from home journey, which started 10 years ago. (laughs) And now for the hilarious part, I decided that karma is the universe handing you a series of catastrophes, I mean challenges, to really put you to the test. During the second run of my webinar that day, a random hailstorm hit my town and took down my house's power right in the middle of it. So I kept calm and carried on by rescheduling the second run for the next day. And it was a beautiful day out. Everything was great. The sun was shining. And guess what? The power died a half hour before my second run. So I literally had to relocate my home office studio to a neighbor's house and try to present from there. And in the middle of that, my computer charger died and just stopped working in the middle. (laughs) And I decided, all right, this wasn't meant to be today. What can I learn from this? And of course, the irony is about avoiding catastrophe when you're presenting from home. But I learned a lot from that even still, and people love the content. So what I thought I would do is actually give you some of the tips I shared with them because This is a really important thing that we need to get right right now. 
Really quick before we dive in, though, I do want to mention that this is in conjunction with the open enrollment that is happening for my flagship online course, the Data Presentation and Storytelling Bootcamp for Data Analysts and Digital Marketers. And it is a full soup to nuts blueprint that is going to empower you with a repeatable, approachable framework to delivering powerful, impactful data presentations from any location. And the enrollment closes tomorrow, Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern. And this is the last time I'm going to offer open enrollment for a one-time lifetime access fee investment. So let's get to the tips. So I want to set the stage for these tips a bit because I want you to know that I'm understanding deeply what the challenges are that are going on right now with our new work environment. Millions of practitioners around the world who were accustomed to the mostly predictable, technologically abundant office environment is, are now struggling to adapt to remaining visible and productive from their homes which are now populated around the clock with bored and disgruntled homeschooled humans and partners crashing online meetings in their underwear. Not to mention some of the other hilarious and absolutely mortifying events that are going on on online meetings. And if you need to blow off some steam with a good laugh, check out some of the links on this show notes page of what's going wrong on online meetings right now, or you can visit Twitter and look for the hashtag ZoomFails. This is keeping me young right now. But in all seriousness, this has become a pretty big headache for both practitioners at home and their organizations and their clients. So I'd actually love to start with a quick story of my own work from home journey, which began years ago, actually out of a dire necessity. And not a lot of people know this story. So over the first part of my 15 year career as a digital practitioner, I drove myself into the ground with epic three-hour super commutes, 12-hour workdays, and an exhausting transition to motherhood. Eventually, and shockingly, my health crashed as a result. For months, I could barely get out of bed, much less drop off my child at daycare, get on an early morning train, climb endless staircases, and walk through snow and ice to my city office in Newark. And my guardian angel of a boss was understanding enough to offer me a flexible work from home schedule, which I believe to this day saved my life. But the transition was challenging. At first, I didn't have a dedicated office, so I had to camp out at my centrally located kitchen table. And in my early days of presenting from home, I was amazed by the reliability of the UPS delivery person ringing our doorbell in the middle of all of my sessions, which would then send my chubby and ornery corgi dog into a barking frenzy every time. So eventually we carved out room for a home office where I got to enjoy routine family intrusions. <laughs> and then there were the technical logistics gremlins that would predictably plague my readouts. Either the audience couldn't hear me, or someone couldn't log in, or the slide deck wouldn't look right, or the background noise of an attendee eating a crunchy salad at an airport <laughs> drove everyone crazy. And the list goes on. 
But I decided to take a lot of these measures into my own hands and realize I had a lot more control over the situation than I thought I did. So I started putting very tight procedures and processes into place to take things back and create a greater degree of predictability around my home and my virtual environment. And the results really started coming through. I started enjoying high meeting attendee rates and enthusiasm. I could hear through the speakers. People were paying attention. People weren't distracted online because my audience wasn't fighting, you know, all of the different distractions that I had to fight since they were (laughs) virtual. And, you know, I was determined to bring my A-game to my remote presentations. And now I want to help you guys enjoy that same freedom with just a sample of my popular Deliver workshop module, which I'm now adding to my flagship course, the Data Presentation and Storytelling Bootcamp. So with that little story, I'd love to start with the actual tips. Okay, so tip number one, create a home office fortress. The first thing I realized I had to do when my home presentations weren't going quite the way I wanted because of my external environment, I learned I had to take responsibility for the fact that I had more control than I thought I did. I was sort of outwardly blaming everything around me, but I really wasn't taking into account what I could proactively do. Now, it may feel like total chaos for you at home right now, that you're at the mercy of your partner's needs, your kids' interruptions, your pets meowing, etc. And I'm telling you that you have more power than you think. So I'm going to ask you, are you ready to own your home environment? If yes, then please keep listening. To give you an, an idea of the environment I have to manage, I live in a blended family property with three adults, three kids, Two cats, a dog, a fish, and a turtle. (laughs) My office is in a bedroom, which I share with my partner. And uh, two of our kids are keeping themselves sane by riding ATVs all around our property all day, which sound like giant mutant bumblebees. (laughs) And it comes across when I'm recording. It's a lot to handle. And sometimes things fall through and mistakes are made, but I really try my darnest to take precautions and minimize distractions. So I want you to think about fortifying your home office from the inside out, starting with the door to your office. If you're blessed with a private area, put a lock on the door if it's not already there. This is maybe the single most important step that you can take to prevent someone from totally video bombing your call. And hopefully they're not going to bang on the door. I have a strategy for avoiding that. I also had a sign made on Etsy saying, on a call, do not disturb. It was really cheap, but I was determined to give any kind of signal I could that this was not the time to intrude. Now, if you're in a common area, you're gonna need another solution. Can you find a temporary private area, like a bathroom or a large closet for your meeting or the basement? I know that's going to sound ridiculous, but limiting access to your space is more important than whatever people see in the background. You know, try to not let it be your toilet. But 
limiting access is probably the most reliable measure you can take. And just try to remember that it's temporary. Okay. The next most important thing that you have to do, especially if you're in a house full of other people with needs and wants and emergencies, you must communicate, communicate, communicate. So what I did is I created a communal text message with my whole family, which gives one day's notice and then same day notice that I'm going to need quiet and no interruptions during specific times. Then I request confirmation through that message thread so that I know that they've got it. Now, you can also work with your partner to cover childcare in advance. I really suggest taking a look at your schedule for the week and pinning down which days you're going to need help. I don't suggest doing this five minutes beforehand. It's very easy to forget, but that is how accidents happen. Be proactive and communicate. And if someone messes up, it's really not the end of the world. Just try to take whatever steps you can to minimize the ball getting dropped. Ask as you're going into the meeting, does anyone need anything from me? Is everyone fed, watered, bathroomed, etc.? Is there anything someone needs from this room? Proactive is the key. Now, when you're prepping to present, you also want to remove all of the distractions from your room. Again, make sure no one needs anything from the room or from you. And also remove your pets, as hard as that might be. They are adorable and it is so cute when they video bomb our meetings. But as one example, I started a presentation uh, giving a readout to a number of executive team members on a client <laughs> call. And as I was moving, my cat jumped and hung from my leg during my presentation. So I had to keep speaking while he was hanging and it was a mess. So as adorable as they are, they are a wild card and you want to get them out of the room if you can. You also want to take stock of what's behind you in the room because I, I suggest in my deliver training that you keep the camera on so that people can see you even if you're in a little camera shot in the corner of a presentation. You want to keep people engaged that way. You want to be visible, right? So I suggest if you can find, you know, a flat wall where you have a nice background, a bookcase, you know, is very common, nothing too crazy, distracting, kids' toys, things like that. But if you don't have the luxury of being able to create a suitable background, you can try a product I found called the Web Around. It's on Amazon. It's really reasonable. And it's basically a large piece of flexible nylon that hooks to the back of your chair. And it creates a really nice, smooth background that it looks just like a like a, you're standing in front of a flat wall. It's pretty amazing. And they actually have different colors like blue and green. So you can use the green screen function in Zoom if you want. The caveat I have for using that function is that it can, you can have a lot of fun with it, but the novelty wears off pretty fast and you definitely don't want to have some sort of crazy distracting background like you're in a scene from an action movie, which I've actually seen. Then you want to take stock of you. 
Even though we are probably losing track of how many straight days we've worn the same pajamas because it is March 98th, <laughs> you can actually still stay visible by looking professional and this is this does not take a lot of time. So just with a little thought and effort, you know, wear a clean business casual shirt that isn't distracting or flashy. You don't want it to distract from the slides make sure it's just it's just nice looking and you can do whatever you want in terms of you can keep your pajamas on you can have business on the top party on the bottom whatever but when it just comes to how you come across this is one of the ways that we have right now having been apart from each other in personal space for so long this is one of those ways that you're going to still communicate that you're taking this job seriously you care about staying visible and you care about what you're trying to deliver. And now we'll take a quick pause for a short promo break from me. If you're trying to figure out what to do with all of that extra time being stuck at home all day, and you're really frustrated because now it's harder than ever to deliver your insights and ideas and create the impact that you're looking for from home, the data presentation and storytelling bootcamp is just the thing for you. If you are ready to supercharge your data presentation, storytelling, and visualization skills, then my flagship online course, which is open for enrollment until Wednesday, April 29th at 2 p.m. Eastern, the methodologies taught in this course have been distilled from over 10 years of self-study and practical application as a digital analyst and marketer for 12 years, that's me, and all of that you can learn in less than six hours. So if you are ready to take control of the visibility and impact of your career, check out the bootcamp at leahpika.com slash bootcamp or the link on this show notes page. And we're back with tip number two, which is to primp your home office presentation station. So hopefully you have a horizontal surface upon which to put your laptop or computer, wherever you, whatever you're using. But I've taken a few steps to kind of upgrade my setup here, which has led to a much faster go live, much more seamless uh, transition to presenting online than when I was struggling with where the cords were for everything and was everything charged and, and all of this stuff. So the first tip that I have for you is maybe the biggest game changer that I have when I came to presenting webinars and doing trainings online for my clients, which is to use a second monitor to present. Ever since I discovered how to set up a second monitor so that I could use presenter view in, you can use this with Google Slides or PowerPoint um, or even Keynote. Ever since I learned how to do that, my online presentations went so smoothly. I've been a fan of presenter view for years and years and years because when you use presenter view, you know, in normal, in normal presentation view, you see what slide that you're on and that's it. So you'll hit one slide and you'll look at it and say things like, oh, uh, this slide is here because I wanted to show this and click to the next one. Oh, and this slide is here because, yeah, 
This is the kiss of death because when you're presenting online, all of the cues people have to visually engage with you when you're standing in front of them as a person are gone in a virtual environment. So I don't know if you've noticed, but it is incredibly challenging to keep people engaged in a virtual environment because your energy and your voice isn't directly projecting onto them. And they're also fighting 87 other browser tabs and notifications and email pop-ups that they're secretly responding to on the sly. So one of the best ways to prevent that from happening is to really amp up your energy while you're presenting. And one of the best ways for me to do that is with Presenter View. So when you're using Presenter View, you get to see the slide that you're on, but you also get to see the slide that comes next. You see where you are and where you're going. And when you can see where you're going, two things happen. You can stay more present on the slide that you're already on. So that way you don't have to spend your energy kind of being dissociated, trying to remember what the next slide was. That is a very common issue that I find with presenters. And when I'm using pre uh, presenter view, I find that I can really sit and take my time with that slide because I'm not worrying about what's coming. Now, when you're ready to transition, presenter view allows you to build in cinematic storytelling techniques that I teach in my course, such as building anticipation and doing split slide builds that allow you to grab hold of your audience's attention because they need to know what's coming next. This is how movies and books and TV shows keep your attention, but we don't learn how to do this in the conference room. So when you are able to see what's next, you are able to predict what you're going to have to say and have really skillful transitions such as, so this is what the data was telling us, but we were really surprised by what we found next. Click transition. That is a lot more powerful than, so that's that slide, click. Oh, and now this slide is here because X, Y, Z. I'm sure you can already feel the difference. So if you have an extra monitor lying around somewhere or, you know, they're really super cheap, I highly recommend doing this. It's not hard at all to set up, but it really made a huge impact and how engaging I was as a presenter online. Now, I also recommend because we might be at this for a while. <laughs> um, I really recommend investing in a high quality microphone and or a headset that has a microphone built in. Now, I prefer my regular podcast mic because I've had it for years and I'll put a link to that on the show notes. And then I use regular phone headphones. It's important to use headphones because if you use your speaker to hear what people are saying to you while you're presenting, sometimes that can reflect back and reverberate as feedback. So using headphones eliminates any ambient noise that gets fed back into your microphone and back to the audience. Now, once you have a second monitor and a microphone and a headset, now you're starting to have to make connect a lot of gadgets and stuff to your, um, if you use a laptop like I do, or, you know, maybe you're lucky and you can just have them permanently attached to your desktop. But if you use a laptop, 
What I did is invest in a small media hub. I use a MacBook Pro with the USB-C outlet, so I had to change all of my adapters for this new beautiful machine. And basically, I have all of my audio video inputs going into that hub. And when I'm ready, I just plug in the hub and I'm good to go. Easy peasy. So that's how to upgrade your home presentation station. And you're going to see some big improvements happen after that. The third and final tip is how to control your virtual conference room. So I'm going to echo what I said for the first tip, which is, are you ready to own this virtual room as the presenter? Now, the virtual room is the one that you have the least control over because now we're relying on the good graces of the technology gods and your highly unpredictable online audience. But that doesn't mean that you're at the mercy of whatever mishaps may happen. You're really not. There are so many steps that you can take to minimize distractions and issues. But first, you have to take that responsibility. Before you even step in to present, if you are using Zoom, they have made some really interesting setup preferences that you can take control of way before you present that are going to make things a lot smoother. So the first thing I do with the new Zoom is I go to my preferences and I make sure that my camera is off and my audio is on mute when I'm signing into a meeting. I like to sign into meetings early so I can test how my deck looks and that the chat's working and that I have the right microphone and camera and screen setup. But there might be some stuff going on behind me. I might not be fully ready. There might be people talking. So this allows a really smooth entry into a meeting. Also, if you happen to be dialing into a meeting and maybe it started already and someone's speaking, it's a nice way to enter in without completely interrupting everything <laughs> with any background noise that you might have. And then it causes that camera flashing that, that happens. The other thing that you can do, which is a killer trick that I learned recently, was that you can actually mute everyone at once with keyboard shortcuts. Zoom has some really helpful keyboard shortcuts. So if you need to mute everyone at once when you start talking, you can hit Alt-M if you're on PC, and you can hit Command-Control-M, M as in Mary, if you're on a Mac. It works so well, it's amazing. And the other thing that you can do is you can actually tell people on the call if they'd like to temporarily unmute themselves, they can press and hold the space key. And as long as they're pressing the space key, they can be heard. As soon as they release the space key, they go back on mute. This will shave minutes off of your presentation because whenever someone will ask someone a question and then that person isn't ready and they're trying to find their mouse and get it to the unmute button, this eliminates that issue. And Zoom actually has a setting in the preferences that allows you to use something called global hotkeys. So if you're in your presentation or you're in another window uh, during a presentation and you're on mute, this allows you to use Zoom hotkeys while you're not in Zoom. <laughs> 
as long as the Zoom meeting is running. It's pretty killer setting. I also wanna give you a sample of a checklist that I am super duper proud of. It is the culmination of presenting over 200 times in corporate settings and industry conferences and online webinars. And it is literally a full pre-flight technical checklist so that you can take off and rest assured that you've really minimized as many hurdles as possible. So one of my favorite tricks for when you're going live is to eliminate notifications on your computer. So if you're on a Mac, you can use a setting called Do Not Disturb. It's in the upper right little hamburger menu that you click and it, a whole thing pops in from the right. You click Do Not Disturb and you don't get any kind of pop-ups or calendar things like that. On the PC, you can use something called Focus Assist. I've never used it, but I've heard good things. And you can eliminate online distractions and beeps and boops. But you'll also need to manually mute Slack and close out your social media tabs because those two features don't actually control those. <laughs> Funny story, my computer once shouted hummus during a client call. <laughs> thanks to my witty choice of Slack notifications. This is real, people. This is real. Now, I'm actually going to make a copy of my pre-flight checklist available to you for free for download. So if you go to the show notes page for this episode at leahpika.com slash 055, you can score a free copy of that checklist, which you can print, and you will use it again and again. And I promise you, it will save your life. Now, the final tip I want to give you was one of the most important pieces that I put in that helped me really take ownership of the virtual environment that I was creating for my audience. So a lot of times when we present in person or online, we kind of start in this loosey-goosey manner where everyone's kind of shooting the breeze for a few minutes and we're like, hey guys, you ready to get started? Okay, here we go. All right, here's the first slide. We're this is a campaign overview and this is the executive summary and this is what happened and this is why. Oh, can you turn off your can you turn off your background noise? Um it's really a mess. And there is a way to take ownership of this process. And what that will do is enable such an immense feeling of confidence for you that people will be clamoring to sit and attend your online presentations because you're going to come at it with authority and presence and confidence that frankly they're not really used to all the time in our corporate setting. So I'm exerting one of what I think is the most impactful pieces of the online portion of my delivery course and I'm going to tell you exactly how I start my online meetings. I call it the meeting kickoff superhero script. So this is what you would do to start the meeting with a big personality, nice amped up energy and grab their attention now. Hello and welcome to the readout where we are going to decide on our Q3 optimization plan. Thank you so much for joining. And you can insert something funny or relevant like, oh gosh, you know, like anyone travel recently? Oh, awkward. So, you know, whatever can make people feel more at ease and help people relate to you. And then you'll continue. 
I want to kick this off strong and remind everyone that we are gathered here today to review and evaluate the optimizations we made in Q2 and decide on our action plan for Q3. I'll be recording this meeting for reference and my good friend here, Bob, will be taking detailed notes for us. Now I do have a couple of requests to make this go smoothly. First, please take a moment to put your computers and your phones on do not disturb or airplane mode so that we can all stay focused on that presentation. I'm also going to mute everyone in just a moment to eliminate any ambient noise and prevent screen whiplash. But before we begin, I'd like to know, are there any questions or concerns? No? Great. I ask that during the presentation, please raise your hand or ask a question in the chat and I'll pause to give you the floor. If you're ready to chime in or someone asks you a question, you can quickly unmute yourself by pressing and holding the space key. Okay, are we ready? Great, let's dive in. Now you're gonna mute everyone at once using that shortcut that I gave you. And then you're gonna share your application window for a presenter view, keep a small video view in the corner, and you're gonna dive into your insights. Do you feel how different that introduction was than the way that we normally kick off online meetings? What I did was try to account for everything that might distract my audience and show that I've thought about all these things in advance. And I'm taking measures to ensure that this is going to be a valuable experience for them. Because at the end of the day, beyond how pretty your charts are and how exciting your insights are, the environment in which you are presenting right now has a huge impact on people's attention and their recall of what you presented. And I'm hoping that these were just a couple of tips that are going to help you stay sane and visible from home. So to quickly recap, first, take control of your home environment. Think of all of the ways that you get interrupted and distracted and take measures to communicate with family and adjust your home environment to make it conducive to staying on point. Number two, upgrade your home environment. Use a second monitor, upgrade your microphone and camera, and then use something to quickly plug everything in and get going. And then finally, number three, learn how to control your online environment by communicating with your audience very clearly and also taking measures to set Zoom up if that's what you use to prevent distractions and ensure a smooth entry. So to catch all of the links and resources mentioned in this episode, visit the show notes page at leahpeka.com slash 055. I'd love if you could leave me a comment or a suggestion because I want to hear about the challenges you are facing when presenting your big ideas and insights, especially right now. Remember that my data storytelling and presentation bootcamp is only open until tomorrow at 2 p.m. And this is the final enrollment with one lifetime fee. It's going to move to a subscription model where there's going to be lots more content like monthly webinars and masterclasses and uh, group coaching and private coaching. So if you want lifetime access for one low fee and then future access to all the upgrades, this is the time to enroll. So visit leahpeka.com slash bootcamp. 
And if you're a team manager or in learning development for a team, I've converted all of my in-person speaking and workshops into virtual offerings. So if you're seeking to get your staff trained with the skills that will set them and your team apart with their stakeholders and clients, especially in this highly charged and uncertain time, let's talk. Reach out to me at leahpeak.com contact and we'll create something that perfectly fits your needs. And I'll leave you with a little bit of presentation inspiration. I actually don't have a quote today, but instead I have a story that I'd like to close this out with. Uh, which has a very famous saying that is highly misattributed, but the meaning is really appropriate, I think, for this time. It talks about the fable of a powerful king who asks assembled wise men to create a ring that will make him happy when he is sad. And after they all work together, the sages hand him a simple ring with the words, this too shall pass, etched on it. And it helps him remember that whatever hardship he's going through is going to pass and it makes him happy. However, it also becomes a curse later when he becomes very happy and he sees the words again and is reminded that whatever moment that we are in is going to inevitably change and that this period of happiness too would pass. I think this is a perfect story for what's happening right now because there is so much resistance to what's going on in the world. And when I hear the words, this too shall pass, I'm reminded of the impermanence of all the things that are wrong and hard and the impermanence of everything that's great. I know that eventually this global situation is going to get better. That is the cyclical nature of life. And then when it's better and we're all cozy and comfy and sort of going about our day on autopilot, it's going to change again. The present moment always passes. So the best thing that we can do right now is learn to improvise, adapt, and overcome. Take note of what precious gift might be hidden in the hardships that you're experiencing right now. What are the lessons that this experience can teach you about perhaps slowing down, connecting more with family, learning how to be more impactful because you can't be in front of a person? So those are the little bits of rumination and wisdom I want to leave with you today. Uh, It's my sincere hope that things begin to improve in whatever way that's going to look. And I truly hope that some of these tools are going to help you cope and navigate this situation. So that's it for today. Again, hop on over to leahpeka.com slash bootcamp to learn the keys to staying visible and creating the presenting career of your dreams that you won't find anywhere else. Stay well. Stay well.